Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Sorry we missed a week there. <laughs> Hi, yeah, um, time zones and just life. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure what happened, to be quite honest. Like, I know that we had our solo episode because um, you had other things. And then I don't really know. Time just got away from both of us and, you know. Mm-hmm. And we forgot to publish an episode. So sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Um as for sort of topics this week, uh, this one was suggested by Heather for for us because of Multiverse of Madness coming out fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers if that if you haven't seen it. Oh yeah, there's there's yeah. definitely going to be some spoilers for probably more than one of the Marvel movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like just in general, like if you're not caught up with uh, the MCU and you don't um, want spoilers, and you yeah, you don't want spoilers. Um, I would suggest like parking this episode for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for watching stuff, um, if you're not much of a cinema goer or if you get anxious about that kind of thing, most of these now are all on Disney Plus. Yeah. Not that we're sponsored by Disney Plus, but hey, it means you don't have to watch it, you know, in the cinema or like DVD, and you can just you know catch up on the stuff you want to watch because mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. But yeah, this episode, Heather's idea, coming to, from Multiverse of Madness. Um, Correct. Yeah. Or at least I suppose that might be the you know like a a, a final straw kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's way definitely that. one way to put it. For anyone who didn't read the title of this episode, um, mm. what Russ and I are going to be discussing today is the Marvel Universe, specifically the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and how they've been handling their female characters. Yeah. Um, and... Because there's definitely been some online backlash, especially after uh, Wanda Maximoff's or Scarlet Witch's storyline in the most recent Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose it should. I suppose we should probably also mention that we are fans of the MCU. Oh yeah. So this comes from a place of wanting to see what we like being improved upon, mm-hmm. more than just us bashing things. Because, hoy hoy boy, um, I don't know if you saw it. This is a little off topic, but it's it's MCU related. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter very recently that. Um, there was speculation about Captain America 4, which is fine, mm. but there was an article that said about whether Chris Evans would re- return in his role as Captain America, and all Chris Evans responded to that tw- uh, to that article was in a tweet was, Sam Wilson is Captain America. Mm-hmm. And you would think he threatened the world with a nuke. My lord. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I I want to believe the best in people that it isn't about race. But. But. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Either way. Uh, I, one, am really excited for Sam Wilson's and that kind of thing. 
uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America. I think it's going to be great. But it just makes me sad to see so many people dismissive of the idea before they've even really given it a chance. That's yeah. 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 So, um, basically, we're going to be talking about the Marvel female characters across the board in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Not just Mm -hmm. movies, although the controversy, at least, that I have seen and can understand (laughs) um, has been specifically about how they're treating their female characters in the movies. Yeah. Uh, Which, and also I'd like to be fair, we should probably mention that the cast diversity, while it's definitely improved as the Marvel Cinematic Universe has gone on, uh, didn't start off in the best kind of way in regards to that kind of representation, I suppose. I suppose, like... uh, I mean, it's tricky, because, to be fair... Yeah. To be fair to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the original Avengers characters that they used are mostly white guys. Yeah. Like, that's that's just how it is in the comics, at least initially. Yeah. Tony Stark, white guy. <laughs> you know, Captain America, yeah. white guy. White guy. Uh, Hulk. <laughs> Hulk. White guy most of the time. White guy half the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other time he's yeah. green, so it's kind of just not even an issue. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. Just the majority of them are a white guy. And their original casting reflected that. And then, of course, you have Thor, who I I have to say, I do love the diversity they've brought into the Asgardian cast with Idris Elba and everything. We'll say, we'll say, have not seen Thor Love and Thunder. I haven't seen it yet either, but I'm excited for it. That came out like maybe two days ago when we're filming this. Not seeing it yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, I haven't haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited for it. Um, and yes, I, I'm excited. I will say... Although, I have seen criticism about it already. Of course there is. Um, I will say <laughs> that in terms of... I think in terms of the tone of the Marvel movies, especially, um, Taika Wahidi, <laughs> as, just as a director, definitely mm. is more tongue-in-cheek. Um, sure, for sure. F- and leans more into the funny as opposed to some yeah. of these other directors. Like, for example, Doctor Strange was directed by Sam Raimi of, mm. you know, who's the director and everything of the Evil Dead movies. So he definitely tends to lean more into dark as opposed you to, see, like, Taika Wahidi uh, leaning comedy. You know, I would agree with you. But Sam Raimi also did the original Spider-Man trilogy. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't do other yeah, things. Yeah. Just that, like... That's fair. He, okay. His leanings yeah. tend to be dark. Yeah, where, no, that's fair. Whereas Taika Wahidi's leanings tend to be comedy. Yeah, Sometimes true, it's dark comedy, but it's comedy. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, especially with Thor Ragnarok, which... Definitely sets a different tone than mm-hmm. the, the Thor movies before. Uh, yeah, up end. until the end. <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, but that's leading right into Infinity War. I, I, that's a bit off topic. <laughs> so, um, okay. b- so barring the new Thor movie, because neither of us have seen it, and it isn't no. really available as of this recording. 
Yeah. Um, the fact oh. is that a lot of people are unhappy with how Marvel has been handling the female characters in their movies specifically. Um, the three that sure. come to mind immediately, well, four that come to mind immediately are, um, of course, Black Widow, mm. um, sure, Gamora, sure. yeah. Nebula, Mm-hmm. Then you've got and then uh, Wanda, Wanda, Wanda as now, mm-hmm. and like I said, I haven't seen it, but I've heard I've seen rumblings about perhaps Natalie Portman's um, Mighty Thor having less than stellar treatment as well. And the problem is too that it's it's hard to know how much to be upset with the MCU for yeah. doing all of its female characters dirty. And because it was in the comics. Because it's in the, it in the comics. <laughs> yeah, most of But I will anyway. say, I will say, the MCU is not the comics, and they could very easily choose to go a different route. They could. Well, not only that, but, you know, as is evidenced by the multiverse movie that just came out, there, and mm. for anyone who's, you know, ever picked up a comic book series ever uh, for one of the big ones, you're probably well aware that there's a lot of different offshoot universes. There's yeah. so many alternate reality universes and offshoots. I mean, that's why movies like the Spider-Man Into the Multiverse work. All of those other Spider-Man characters that got pulled into Miles Morales's Spider-Man universe Sorry, exist. Sorry, small nitpick. Uh, did you mean Spider-Verse? Yeah, I said multiverse. Sorry. That, that's fine. We were literally just talking about multiverse of madness. Yes, that's fine. But I did mean Spider-Verse. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, all those so yeah, other absolutely. variations of Spider-Man do exist. They yeah. they were in uh, comics in and created. Um, yeah. and, and pretty much every different version of Spider-Man has their own homeworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, from I'm not much of a comics reader. I'll say that right now. But from what I can tell, they're very good at separating them distinctly. As in, none of them step on each other's toes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, but I don't know. Other if than the random crossovers. True. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, but that's also something that happens in comics all the time. This so. is true. But, um, you know, because of that, because there's so many different alternate variations on the storyline and everything, I do understand mm-hmm. that Marvel has to pick one. They can't do six movies about Black Widow that are all completely different because that's yeah. just not going to go well, plus it's expensive. They have to pick yeah, one, absolutely. so they do. It's it's much easier to write a comic and then have different offshoot comics as mm-hmm. a medium in general. Yeah. A lot more money would goes into a movie. but that, And, of course, then you have the issue of contracts and stuff and people mm-hmm. might want to not re-sign on. And there's got to be, like, multiple layers of this thing, like... Like, uh, like Black Widow is the longest-running female character in the MCU. Uh, outside of, like, Pepper Potts and all that kind of thing. Like, the, the longest-running female Avenger. Mm-hmm. So maybe she was at the point where she didn't want any more movies to be done and their contract was over. So how do you cleanly cut away from that character? See, the problem is... <sighs> Uh, unless I'm remembering my timeline wrong, didn't Black Widow come out after they killed her off in Infinity yes, War? Yes, I, I really disagree with that. If you're going to make a solo movie about someone, maybe do that before you decide to kill them off in a later movie because... It's very confusing. Uh, it's very confusing and it also goes like, makes you go in with lower stakes. And that's 
like there are some uh, there are some uh like some series that had to do that and you can't do anything about it like Star Wars Rogue One for instance we've talked about it before I didn't like it quite as much because I knew the outcome and they the movie didn't do enough for me to care about the characters mm-hmm. but Black Widow came out maybe two years after Infinity War Endgame that maybe that should have been reshuffled around so we could see Black Widow's past before seeing that she was killed mm-hmm. yeah it's it's stuff like that where uh, a lot of the online commentary has been talking about you know like we've mentioned how the MCU kind of does its main female characters sort of dirty like we've got oh, for sure, yeah. of all the storylines they could have picked they picked the one where Black Widow died and then yeah. on top of that, they didn't do the Black Widow movie first. So like Russ said, there's that little bit of disconnect between the fact that she's already dead in the overall arching MCU. But then here's her solo yeah. movie. Um, yeah, it's definitely... Yeah. It, it, it definitely cheapens the experience. Because it feels like then that movie isn't about Black Widow. It's about setting up whatever the other characters are in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that... Oh, I can't remember her name now. Oh, no. This is terrible. Um, the other agent who's, who worked with uh, Natasha. I can't remember. But either way, the point was is that she then comes around and is in the Hawkeye series. So it feels like a sort of cheap way of introducing those characters just to, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've also got, I mean, now with Gamora and Nebula, I feel like they were done dirty in terms of maybe not being given as much focus as they could have been. Um, and also just yeah. like Gamora, you know, finally finding love and being happy and all this stuff. And then not only does to her be... adoptive father kill her, but yeah. also when you do get to see her again in the movies, she doesn't remember anything because it's yeah. pre, you know, pre the change Gamora. Yeah, they they snap her back to pre all the character development that we've mm-hmm. seen through all those movies, uh, which, yeah, definitely cheapens your investment in those characters. But it's also like... Uh, it also cheapens that they use the character as a as a just a death to progress the story. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I, I get why they do did it, and Thanos is obviously a villain, but it's still not great when. Well, it's it's one of those things where, you know, now don't get me wrong. I love the character of Gamora, and I like Nebula, and I like both yeah. the actresses. I like Zoe Saldana. I like Karen Gillan. I am yeah. perfectly happy that we get to potentially see them again as Gamora and Nebula in future uh, future movies. However, I do feel, I agree, like it kind of cheapened Gamora's death to later in the movie have it be like, ah, just kidding, she's back, but oh, yeah. it's, it's pre-meeting you, sorry, she doesn't remember anything. Oh, honey, sorry. Like, you know, pat pat on Star-Lord's face. It's just, it's one of those things that, it's like... Yeah, that could have easily been saved for another movie. At least have that, at least have that impact matter for a bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, um, so it's like you put her through all this for nothing, and then um, the most recent one, of course, is Wanda Maximoff. So anyone who hasn't seen Scarlet Witch, 
Mm. Um, I will say, I, I haven't read that whole series of comics, but I do know that what they did with the Scarlet Witch in Wand- WandaVision was actually, you know, pretty, at least character development-wise, pretty on point for Scarlet Witch. Yeah. In the comics, similarly to what happens in WandaVision, she basically has a moment of going kind of crazy. She creates herself an alternate reality. um, And in that alternate reality, she has children. Yeah. Um, One thing I do know that, uh, at least it's different in the version I'm familiar with, is that Vision wasn't dead or he comes back. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I wouldn't be able to to tell you. Like I said, not not super into comics, mainly because I don't have the time for it. And I believe there was a cat accosting my co-host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you know? Oh, um, just just a guess. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I definitely feel bad for Scarlet Witch. But that is a storyline that exists in the comics that they pulled from. And obviously, since we know they were heading towards the multiverse and, you know, Scarlet Witch being involved in that, it does make Mm -hmm. sense why they went with that storyline for WandaVision. Plus, she just had such a tragically sad ending with Infinity War, what with losing Vision after she had to kill him. And then it meaning nothing for sure. Mm-hmm. That definitely has a big impact on the character for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had to kill her, her. Well, I can't remember if they were married or not in the show yet. I don't think they were married. In the comics, I, I they get they, married. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were married before Infinity War. I don't know. I can't remember because, again, as we've mentioned, there's so many different, like, yeah. alternate storylines that they were sometimes it's hard together. to remember which one goes with which. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were definitely close. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but either way, like, they gave her a tragic ending there. And then in WandaVision, it's another tragic ending. And not only that, but she starts getting corrupted by this dark, evil book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's setting her up for everything that happens in the multiverse with Doctor Strange. And it makes sense why they had her go down that path. But also, I just feel that, and I can, from a storyline point of view, it was amazing. They did a fantastic job of creating mm. a morally gray victim, uh, not victim, morally gray villain. Where, like, you don't agree with what she's doing, but at the same time, you can definitely understand to a certain degree why she's doing it. She's just so broken. And yeah. you feel bad for her because of it. Yeah. You, when you find, like, a, a universe where you have your, your kids... Oh dear, I'm just. I feel like I'm just saying very similar things to you. Well, because we agree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I. 
I'm trying to try, I'm trying to actually pin down the words of why I have a an, a, an issue with how everything was done, and that's difficult. I think for me and for a lot of people who are complaining about it, part of it is it's not the fact that these things happen to a character. Mm. Like it happened to a character in the movies. It's fine. Like it was it's part of the plot line. It makes sense. It keeps the story going. Um, and it was a great movie. However, it seems like the writers are consistently picking the female characters yeah. for this to happen to over and over again. And that's the part where it gets a little squiggy. Yeah, that's sure. I mean, we didn't need Wanda to become evil. Or... I suppose maybe even just more time to develop the character so you could see that progression more, just so they actually you have more time to get acquainted with that character as this morally gray thing before they push into... Mm-hmm. Well, and I <sighs> one thing that MCU is doing that I do think helps with that, but it does make it trickier for an audience unless they're paying attention and watching everything is they their TV shows the t- this the series they're doing on Disney Plus like WandaVision. If you watch WandaVision, you see her becoming morally gray. Yeah, for sure. Like it's obvious that but. she has become morally gray based off of what she has done in that city. But at the same time, if you don't watch WandaVision, you're going to be slightly lost on why she's so evil and willing to do anything she can in Doctor Strange 2. Um, like my husband, for example, he hadn't actually watched WandaVision. He watched a couple of episodes, but he never actually finished it. Yeah, it's very easy to just miss the shows. Yeah. They're not as heavily promoted. And, you know, if you don't have Disney+, Plus, you got no way of watching them anyway mm-hmm. yeah there is that also but he he just we have disney plus but he just hadn't ended up finishing wandavision he watched parts of it but he hadn't finished it and then the only reason i fully knew what was going on is because i had uh looked up some clips from wandavision i didn't sit down and watch the whole yeah. thing but i watched enough clips and i know the comic story enough to have figured out what storyline they were going with it's like oh that makes sense that's why things are all squiggy and weird and Mm. she it's it's her fake kids that she creates with her mind storyline i get it and then uh the fight with agatha harkness and everything and the dark dark hold the evil book like i saw bits and pieces of that so i knew what was happening and why she was so angsty and upset (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think my biggest gripe is uh, that the character has to end up dying, uh, and there's no chance at redemption. Mm-hmm. I suppose well, it's a little it's, okay. It's left a little ambiguous at the end of Doctor Strange. If if Wanda is dead, yeah, I mean you don't actually see her die technically. Stones fall where she was sitting. Yeah. So, but even if that's the implied thing, again, this character's only redeeming thing is they die. <laughs> and I don't, that's, 
not necessarily great for the character. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, they did kill quite a few people in the movie. Well, I mean, I think her love for her children. Did Did she go about it in a very negative, wrong way? Absolutely. But yeah, did she truly, truly love her children? Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Okay, well, I think this uh, is probably a good stopping point because we're already like 20 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, like to do a mid-roll. We're mm-hmm. really good at remembering those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So we'll do a mid-roll. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about this. I don't really know how much there is more to talk about without treading too much water because we're not film critics. Well, now, my cat is being stupid. Now we could talk Mm. about some of the things it's doing right in the TV shows. Okay, sure, that's fair. I'm caught up on most of those. Um, Well, they've got some new ones that they're planning to come out too, so. Yeah, yeah, I know about them, but yeah, okay, right. So we'll go into a mid-roll and then we'll come back. Hi everyone, welcome to the mid-roll. All right, so like always, I want to start off talking about World Anvil. For anyone who hasn't checked it out yet, we definitely recommend you go to worldanvil.com. It's the most robust campaign management and world building software available. You can sign up for free, and if you like the features that are available there and want to upgrade, you can sign up to join the, the guild and have access to more amazing features. There's so many things you can do. You can link characters to locations. You can put relationship status between two characters. You can create a timeline of the history of your world. You can create a map with pinpoints of this building is this, this city does this, things like that. There's so many things you can do. We definitely recommend you check it out. Worldanvil.com. Yeah, they're great. Other people who we really like and are great are the fine folks at Castle Diehard at DieHardDice.com. Uh, Diehard Dice create wonderful dice, both of metal ones and resin dice. They have so many different designs to choose from, with uh, their original metal dice, their spellbinder dice, their multi-class dice. Um, they have their, their Force uh, Kyber sets, uh, which came out for mm-hmm. May the 4th. And they've got basically an ever-growing collection of dice that you can browse through. Uh, they also have great accessories like their scroll of rolling, pop-up dice trays, little metal meeple tokens for other tabletop games, um, and just a great collection of things to spend your dice goblin money on. <laughs> and the best thing about that is that they got free shipping for you folks over in America and uh, all that good stuff, and then free, uh, not free, sorry, discounted international shipping uh, di- um, uh, for people uh, over, the, over the seas like me. And they have a code NerdSmith for 10% off your next order with them. So if you uh, want to roll with the best, you need to go, and all you need to do is go to dieharddice.com. Alright, uh, so that quick mid-roll done because you know we're really good at being on time. I'm going to get back into some of the future stuff and then get this uh, wrapped up. Alright, <clears throat> All right. Uh, welcome back. So we've talked about some of the issues we have with some of the, the more prominent female characters. Uh, more the ones which from the like movies. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I suppose we could talk about some of the things they are doing right in the Disney Plus shows and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we should also mention that 
uh, WandaVision in general did a really good thing with, with Wanda. It's just the movie sort of left a bit of a sour taste in people's mouths, I guess. Yeah, so in I mean, in WandaVision, she... WandaVision's a tricky one because she doesn't outright become a villain villain. She basically is just so broken mentally that in her grief, she uses her abilities to close off as a coping mechanism yeah she yeah she uses it as a coping mechanism and she ends up in the process closing off this one city from the rest of the world and basically creating an alternate universe inside this one city yeah and she's not like she doesn't she's in a hardcore grief denial like it just Mm. it doesn't fully compute for her what's happening until people from outside, because of course this town disappearing off the face of the map is going to draw attention, people from outside start trying to get in and find out what's happening, and then the outside world intrudes, and that's when she starts to become less in denial and more upset. But ultimately she faces someone who is more evil than her um, in an attempt to win, and does. However, from there, this morally ambiguous gray area situation she has in WandaVision, she is most definitely the villain in Doctor Strange 2. There is absolutely no question that she is a villain in that movie. Yeah, uh, she's gone from deep grief to mass murder. And anger. She's very angry that she doesn't get to have her children, but that in other universes that are in the multiverse, she does have her children. And she's so grief-stricken and misses them so much and loves them so much that she can't really bring herself to let go and just be happy that in other universes they're loved and cared for. She just can't do it. But in process of trying to achieve her goal of getting her children back she's basically willing to kill anyone she has to to get it mm. and that's the part where the evil bit, comes in <laughs> yeah that's a bit extreme and not doesn't super like it, it's a bit of a leap in logic from the end of one division i suppose it it is and it isn't. One of the ways that it gets explained away, and I don't know enough about the book in the comics to know how much this is actually accurate, but one of the ways it gets explained away is that the Darkhold, the book, like the evil magic book that Agatha Harkness had that Scarlet Witch takes over, um, basically taints you mm-hmm. and um, twists your soul kind of idea. So part of the explanation is that she, you know, it beyond her grief that she already had, she's now being twisted by this book and the spells from this book. They don't explicitly state that, but it's implied that that may be why she's gone evil. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, as for characters they've done right, I will say, um... In Hawkeye, um, Kate Bishop yes. is a great new character. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoying her. Um, I can't wait to see what else they do with her. I think she's a great thing to give to Clint as well, just in general, because 
Clint always felt a little bit like a loose thread in the Avengers team. Yeah, they um, never really they never really developed Hawkeye as much as some of the other main characters. He he never had his own movie. He mm. still hasn't had his own movie. I mean, he had his own TV series, yeah. I guess. So that's uh, something. Was, but... Yeah, he was literally introduced as a side character in Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, but uh, Black Widow also had that issue with being introduced in in Iron Man, so mm-hmm. and it took her forever to get her her movie. But yeah, it was really nice to see somebody uh, interacting with Clint in a good way. Him like having somebody who sees him. As as like all the other Avengers, mm-hmm. which obviously get a lot more of the spotlight, and Kate Bishop is just a really fun character to have that back and forth with. Great character, really, I really want to see more of her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do know. Um, based off of what we're seeing from the MCU, it looks like they're gearing up to possibly do Young Avengers. Yeah, that's definitely does have me excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, Miss Marvel. I am not totally caught up on it. Me neither. Um, no, I've heard generally okay things about it. Again, I've heard people complaining because it's not super catering towards American audiences, but that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish I could say more about that. I know that She-Hulk is coming along soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I'm hopeful that that's gonna go well. Um, what other shows? What, oh, what, oh, what else? I I do feel like based off of what we're seeing with the current movies and everything, like Marvel is gearing up to introduce the Young Avengers, but also to introduce mm. a lot of the strong female character Young Avengers, possibly to offset for the fact that we had so many male characters the first go-round yeah which honestly also isn't necessarily a bad idea to sort of separate people's thinking from the first set of movies to the second set of movies because you're switching from mostly men to mostly women at least so far yeah oh i've actually just looked up uh iron hearts is on the thing for being filmed oh nice which would be which would be uh, uh, Tony Tony Stark's successor again? Another another woman. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really down for that sort of switch up. Uh, so hopefully they get into a point maybe by the end of Phase Four because we're about halfway through. Based on the fact that Phase Three is about ten movies, Phase Four could easily be twelve, and we're at six now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it's becoming less male-centric slowly. I just wish it would happen a bit faster. <laughs> yeah, or that they'd had it be a bit more even from the beginning. <laughs> I can understand why they went with the choices they went with based on the fact that they literally banked all of the Marvel licenses on Iron Man doing well. Mm-hmm. And then following Thor, which is probably... The most well-known Captain America. I can understand why they felt it was necessary to get that audience with some more relatable characters because they didn't have the Fantastic Four. They didn't have Spider-Man. Well, to uh, be fair, they... they tried making some Fantastic Four movies. 
Oh, no, no, that was Fox. That wasn't Disney. Oh, that's right. Disney doesn't have the rights to Fantastic Four. Well, they, they do now. But they didn't uh, Which before. is why we... So, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so the, uh, that's what I mean. The Spider-Man movies, the X-Men movies, Fantastic Four, all of that was off the table for them. Mm-hmm. So you have to really pick what you had in sort of in reserves. Now they've got all those characters back, I really hope they start bringing them in. Because the X-Men's full of great uh, male and female characters. Oh, yeah. As we've seen in the X-Men movies. Um, so I hope we see more of that. I want to see more of Captain Carter, quite frankly. Because <laughs> I thought she was amazing. I thought she was great. But From the alternate universe. I do think she did a good yeah. job. I'm excited to see what happens with all of these mm. young ones they're bringing in. Because we've got Miss Marvel. We've got yep. Kate Bishop. Kate the Bishop. new Ironheart Hawkeye. Now. Ironheart. And then we've also got... Um, so America Chavez is the yes. kid that Wanda's trying to kill and take the powers yes. from in uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, and America Chavez sh- is also based on a, uh, one of the comic characters. Her She has a couple of different names she goes by in the comics. One of them is Miss America. <laughs> oh, okay. That's nice. Um, now, she does yeah, have yeah. powers in the comics that they didn't show her having in the movie, really. But, but also, to be fair, she's still she's still getting a grasp. Like yeah. she's only just managed to get control of that power, so they can absolutely introduce things later down the line. Exactly. Well, and so, they've also the way they left her in the Doctor Strange movie, she's um, learning how to use magic like Doctor Strange does at Kamartage. So yeah. she's you know tra- actively training. Yeah. So I'm very excited for what's going to happen. Yeah, I will also say on the point of having a stronger female uh, cast like for the core New Avengers, I do like again that we got Sam Wilson as Captain America mm-hmm. as uh, the first like no okay not the first but a major another major prominent role for uh, African American uh, mm-hmm. um, representation. Obviously, we had Black Panther, and it's a real shame we can't do more with Chadwick Boseman. But um, yeah, because he was amazing. Yeah. He was. Uh, I hope we do see more Black Panther content, and I hope it develops in a way that f- can be organic, because it's really unfortunate when an actor passes so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I'm definitely interested to see what they're going who they're going to choose out of Marvel now that they have more X Men options. Uh, I mean. While I enjoyed Deadpool, I don't think it's necessarily needed to be picked him, but he's also very easy to slip in, especially fourth wall wise. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, easier to sort of do. Uh, obviously, I'd like to see more Professor Xavier, but I think the most we'll get of Patrick Stewart is. Cameos. In... Yeah, just because, one, he's already done the role for so long, and we don't necessarily need the same actor. For, for the previous ones, we could absolutely have something different. Uh, just more, just just the just the acting in general. Uh, like, but maybe focus on ones that haven't had solo movies already, like Wolverine and Deadpool, and uh, you know, just be fun to uh, to expand on that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I am excited to see She Hulk. And see where they go with it. I am excited, but trepidatious. Um, uh, 
mainly because uh, I don't know if you've seen that, like just the making the character look um, and maybe a little too. Uh, I, I don't want to say like thin because that's not the right word. Like maybe a little uh, less bulky and like strong than they should be. I suppose. Mm. Um, which I hadn't you know, I hadn't really looked at too many trailers or anything yet. Well, I hadn't. I haven't really looked at much either. But it's just um, the things that I've seen, like the character, they they look fairly normal as a human, but it, as somebody who's supposed to be a, an, a, another version of Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, they could definitely be represented more in a, a you know more muscle def- definition and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's just trailer stuff. Well, I I was going to say, I do know most of the time, not always, but most of the time that I have seen her depicted in the comics, She-Hulk is less bulky than Hulk. Mm. She's she's still green. She's still incredibly strong. But she is always... All the times I've seen her, at least, she's depicted as, like, a really muscled, defined woman, but not a bulky woman. Not, like, weightlifter, um, you know, Olympic status. More, like, uh, bodybuilding where they're doing, like, the bikini competitions. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I suppose that's fair. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see how that goes. Like I said, I'm excited. Uh, I'm not writing the show off just because of that it could have a better, uh, better look once it's actually out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, the other sort of stuff. I'm looking at the other sort of shows, and the the other ones are sort of male centric, like Loki. Uh, Falcon with Soldier, but I suppose we do have Sylvie in Loki, which is another great character. I hope that they bring back. Uh, I don't know if you saw Loki. Um, I've started watching it. Okay. Uh, I won't talk too much about that, but um, a variant of Loki who's incredibly good and very well characterized, and I hope we see more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcon with Soldier was just characters we've already seen but yeah um what else so yeah i'm just i'm just excited that it's gonna branch into a more diverse kind of main cast and that's that's what i'm most excited about i agree Mm. Uh, i don't really know what else to be saying but I think that's a I think that's generally a sort of decent place to end that you know we're cautiously optimistic about things but there are definitely things that could have been done better mm-hmm. I would agree sure. right. so yeah that's our kind of free flow talk about <laughs> the MCU and representation and that kind of thing uh, general sort of vibe is um, there are definite issues, but hopefully it's going in a better direction than it has been. Um, yeah, like I said, this is uh, this idea mainly spanned from sort of Heather because obviously uh, female representation is significantly more important to you than it is to me. 
And that's not me saying it's not important to me. That's me saying I don't have to live being marginalised. Yeah, I would say... Um, as, a, yeah. as, a, as a white male, <laughs> I, I am fairly privileged. And I understand that. And for me, I mean, I am a white presenting woman. However, I do identify as mixed since I am half yeah. Japanese, half white. Mm. And then... Yeah. Um, like you said, female. So these kinds of things where it seems like the female characters are being, mm, I hesitate to say targeted, but, you know, not given the same sort of uh, treatment as the male, their male counterparts is definitely something that I think people have noticed. Now it, mm -hmm. it is entirely possible to be fair to the Marvel writers and everything. It is entirely possible that, they're not doing it necessarily on purpose and that it just happened that way for one reason or another. The thing is like from a character standpoint, from the development yeah. of the individual characters, I can understand where some of these decisions have come from. Like mm -hmm. for example, when Natasha went with Clint, um, when they were trying to, you know, gather everything up so that they could reset time and go back and change things and all that. Um, like she has no children. She can't have children. She has no husband or significant other. She, you know, is very interested in the Hulk, but he basically said we can't be together. And on the other hand, you have Clint who, assuming they're successful and get to reset the world, has a wife yeah, we'll have a family. and yeah. multiple children who Natasha also loves like her own family. So from that standpoint, I can understand 100% why Natasha decided she wanted to be the one to die instead of letting Clint sacrifice himself. Mm. And from Wanda, the Wanda perspective, like coming at it from her side, especially given that her mind is being twisted by the Darkhold, I do understand why she's, you know, grieving her children that yeah. even though they never existed and her husband. Like I understand that she's grieving those people that she cares for and can understand that that grief mixed with dark powers twisted her brain into doing something horrible. However, yeah. uh, it seems yeah. weird that it's like continually the female characters. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fine if it was once, but like twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. Mm -hmm. it, and I understand that it's all written by different people, but there are people overarching everything mm -hmm. that can see what's all being worked on and they could say, hey, this is a bit... We've, we were already kind of, you know, targeting more female characters than maybe is 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 good for, you know, for the general sort of health of the MCU, mm -hmm. I suppose. So, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely... Uh, a bit of an posi uh, awkward position, for sure. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's probably a good stopping point. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a good place to stop as well. Thank you for listening to us sort of ramble. Um, we'll be back next, not next week, the week after with another episode. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, um, you know, time won't get away from us this time. That'd be great. Um uh, but yeah, uh, okay, so I have nothing else to say, so uh, apart from um, 
Thank you for listening, and don't forget to geek yourself, guys. <laughs> yep, we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Geek thyself.